please join me in prayer. Lord, open our minds and our hearts to hear a word from you today. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you, our Lord, Rock and Redeemer. Amen. As we work through the Book of Life, it seems fitting that confirmation would follow vocation, because in a lot of ways they complement each other. Confirmation is a day of celebration. It's a day when we welcome new members into the church. It's a day when we hear professions of faith in the presence of peers and family, the church family. It's a day when the hard work of confirmation class seemingly meets its resolve. But it's a day of celebration for the whole church, not just those standing up front. Because as a community, we can rejoice as we hear affirmations spoken. And we can remember our own confirmation day or our day that we joined the church. I say that confirmation complements vocation because while confirmation ends the end of a curriculum, it's not the end of God's calling on our lives. Many of you do not know me very well at this point, so I'm going to give you a little glimpse of what 12-year-old Kelsey was like. It was Confirmation Sunday, and I stood with my sixth grade classmates facing Pastor Olaf as he handed each one of us a Bible. The pages were crisp, the cover was a red, shiny, with a little bit of orange in it had our names printed clearly in the bottom right-hand corner. And I remember Pastor Olaf's words very clearly. He said, these Bibles look really pretty, don't they? Well, I don't think the Bibles are supposed to look pretty. They aren't to be preserved on a bookshelf so that the cover is stiff when you open it. They should have covers that are falling off and bent pages and general wear. And I remember these words clearly because I took those words to heart. I decided that the perfect way to make sure that my Bible ended up in the state that he described was that I would sleep with it next to my bed, next to me in my bed. I, um, it was, I devised the perfect plan. I would put it under my pillow. Um, some nights I would hug it like a stuffed animal. It would go on top of the sheets, under the sheets, whatever it took, and then in the morning, I would assess how good the damage was. Obviously, I missed the point. And I promise, as you consider me for your associate pastor this morning, I have actually opened that Bible since then. <laughs> what 12-year-old me was acting like was a lot like what the disciples in our scripture passage were like. Often when we read the story of Peter walking on the water, we analyze the ways the doubt and fear of Peter's ability, ability to stay afloat. But reading it this time, I was struck more by the fact that I think I can relate to the disciples in the boat. The disciples see Jesus walking towards them and they're terrified. They don't know who he is or what he wants from them. But even after Jesus says to them, take heart, it is I, 
Do not be afraid. They stay right where they are. And at this point in Jesus' ministry, the disciples have been with Jesus for quite some time. They heard the parables that everybody else was hearing, but they also received special explanations when the crowds were gone. They walked around with him from city to city and they watched him perform hundreds of miracles firsthand. And yet, in this moment, Jesus called to them and they stayed in the boat. So it makes me wonder what kept them there. Was it fear that what Jesus was calling them to was seemingly impossible? Was it that they weren't sure they could really trust who Jesus said he was? Or maybe even it was simply that the boat was dry and an evening soaking didn't seem like a good way to spend their time. For some of us, sometimes it is fears like this. But a lot of times, at least I have caught myself worried that if I open my Bible and I look too closely or I listen to that podcast that a friend recommended, God is going to convict my heart to do something that I do not feel prepared for. I wonder if you've ever hesitated in the same way. If I go to that rally, I may have to enter into tons of really uncomfortable conversations. If I'm asked to acknowledge my failures and my hurt towards other people, I'm probably gonna hurt a lot as well. If God asks me to follow a call to help hurting people in my community or downtown, and it takes a lot of time, what if it affects my family life? What if I'm made fun of? What if my whole system of belief is shattered? What if I'm not good enough? What if? I assume those were questions the disciples were making too, were asking, when they decided that it was too costly for them to get out of the boat. Scripture shows us countless other examples of people who made costly decisions to step out into the unknown to answer God's call. Moses was asked, to leave the Israelites out of Egypt, even though God didn't provide a timeline and they were met with trial after tribulation. Abraham was asked to sacrifice his son without knowing that it was a faith exercise and he wouldn't actually have to go through with it. Joshua led the Israelites to march around the walls of Jericho with the Ark of the Covenant The common thread is that only God knows how events will unfold. And that is why Jesus asks Peter to come out and join him on the water rather than sending him on his own. Confirmation day is a day where we decide as a church and as a congregation, one that has just increased in number to continue to move forward rather than to remain in the comfortable place of celebration that we get to experience today. And Peter's doubt can actually be an encouragement to us all. Confirming our faith means that we willingly enter into a space where we can and we probably will fail. There will be times when you doubt the truths that maybe even today you believe so strongly. There will be times when you want to have a faith conversation with a friend 
and it doesn't end the way that you wished it would. There will be times when you may get involved in ministries that fail. There may even be times when you get mad at the church for doing something or for not doing something that you believed it should or it shouldn't have. But the risk may be worth it if the church is the one standing on the front lines, standing up for people. It could be worth losing funding or taking risks with the type of ministries we support or create. The risk could be worth it if someone experiences God's love in a way that helps them navigate their depression. We can't know, but then again, we are not the ones calling ourselves. So what helps us take the first step out of the boat? The beauty of us taking the first step is that we are not alone. Even though the doubt and the fear or even the apathy through all of that, God is there to guide us and to pull us up when we start to fall like he did for Peter. And we are surrounded by a community to help us understand that truth. Whether serving together or sharing a meal, attending a small group, even virtually. The reason the church exists is because we are all learning how to navigate and to celebrate God's God and our life of faith every day together. It isn't our job to walk on top of the water. It is our job to step into the chaotic mess that God calls us into. It's our job to make the decision to follow. It is God's job to make water walking possible. To lift us up and to pull us out when we start drowning. The moment that we start thinking it's our job to accomplish the impossible is the moment that we take our eyes off of who God is and what God is doing in our lives. Because the truth is, is that we are going to fail. We're going to doubt. If you think right now that being confirmed means that you have your faith completely figured out, ask your parents, <laughs> ask me, ask Pastor Nate. See if we think that's true. This day is a starting point to try, to open your Bible and not just sleep next to it like I did, to be challenged and to trust that God will not let you drown. So I will end with the same commissioning that I received on my confirmation day. To those of you who are just confirmed today or who are remembering their confirmation or their commitment that they made to the church one day, don't let your Bible stay pretty. And because God is a God who loves us so deeply, so unconditionally, we can be confident to take the first steps out of the boat when we hear God call come.